And we're back with Browns uh, Browns Cast. I keep wanting to call it Browns Pod, but it's definitely not that. Browns Cast. Um, I'm Taylor Jedrzejczyk, and I'm here again for another joyful um, post game with Matt. Uh, yes, sir. Cer- certainly is a lot better than. Uh, God, what was that? Tuesday afternoon now. <laughs> definitely a lot better vibes after this game than it was on Tuesday. Yeah, um, that was the, the vibes have done. Well, I mean, I guess we're back to a 360. They they started one place, went completely the opposite direction, and now we're now we're back to where we were after uh, after the the win over the Bengals. But how are you doing today, Matt? Doing pretty good. Um, happy to see the Browns win. Nice bounce back. Sean looked a lot better, more comfortable within the scheme. It looked like didn't make tr- didn't try to make hero plays outside of one uh, boneheaded. Uh, brain fart of a play trying to keep the play alive, but other than that, he was pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think I've ever seen. Well, I mean, I've seen some dumb plays. Brandon Whedon did play here, but <laughs> I, I, I've, I'm, I haven't seen a play that dumb in a long time. I'm glad it didn't like turn into a touchdown because it very easily could have. True. I understand what he was doing, but like, dude, just take the sack. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the situation to try to keep the play alive. That, that's the one you just, like, just accept the L and move forward, man. Yeah, and, like, on the next play, you got, like, a 30-yard pass interference. Yeah, so it ended up mattering. Yeah, so I, I think that's just a progression thing. He'll Hopefully he'll adjust and not do that shit again. <laughs> you would hope, right? <laughs> I, I mean... You can only do that. I think you can only do that once, without it, uh, <laughs> without it coming back to bite you. So mm-hmm. you, you got lucky the first time. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> it's like Lou Brown. Great play, but don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, just wild. And the Colts just won. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a bit behind. So if he nails this field goal, I'm seeing it. Lo- Seeing it from a like, <laughs> so that that's a that's a nice little bonus onto the day. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good afternoon into the fourth week. I like it. It's been a good afternoon. Um, what are your What are your initial thoughts on the game? Um, I would say defense dominant, like we expected on the. Uh, pregame pod earlier this week and the oh, I, I'm I'm not sure we expected that. Oh no. <laughs> that, maybe it was more than dominant. It was just it was similar to the Cincinnati game. It was just a, a full on smothering. And then with the offense, I think they slowly started to pick it up. And then once the game wore on, it, it just tur- the offense showed more of what they're capable of. I think. Yeah, I mean, at some point when you have the ball, I mean, they they, they only ran 22 more plays than the Titans. Could, last week, I think they ran like 37 more plays than the Steelers. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, eventually that defense is going to wear down. They made a mistake. Uh, they blew a coverage for once the Browns didn't. Oh, the Browns blew a coverage, but it only cost them 17 yards. Uh, but... It's good I mean, when those things happen for once, when it's not your team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, last couple of years, it's it's only been um, sorry, you know, it's only been the Browns' defense that's been doing that. So, 
it's nice to be on the other end of it, especially after what happened earlier in the game with the officiating. But didn't didn't it didn't end up mattering? We would have probably won thirty one to three instead of twenty seven to three. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I don't think I've seen a more smothering Browns defense perf- defensive performance maybe ever. Like yeah. even some of those games that we've seen in the past that have ended nine to six, like they still gave up yards. They just didn't give up points today. They didn't do either. <laughs> the defense would have pitched a shutout had Elijah Moore not gotten stripped. Like <laughs> the, yeah, the Titan, I saw that they Titans got, had no hope. Yeah. Was, they only got 96 of, yards of total offense and six first downs. Like, like they could not do anything outside no. of just one one drive with less than two minutes, and even then, Miles ended that drive on a sack. <laughs> they, and the straight the strange thing about that drive is that like the Titans did one thing that worked the entire game, and it was throw up a prayer and hope it's answered. <laughs> it happened twice on that drive. Yeah, man. It was like that was the only bit of offense they were getting outside of just whatever they were trying to do with like Derrick Henry and like a bunch of screen passes. Like they were trying to smoke and mirror their way and they were not falling for it one bit. But put it this way, that that drive netted them fifty five yards. <laughs> oh jeez. And that's half of their offensive output. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Second half, you know, they went into halftime down thirteen to three. That's not a. It's still a game. Second half, their drives consisted of six plays for ten yards, three plays for two yards, three plays for negative seven yards, five plays for nineteen yards, and two plays for two yards. So what? What is that? Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-three, thirty-three minus seven. Twenty-six yards of offense in the second half. Jeez. <laughs> um, you don't win doing that. Nope. You don't win doing that in high school. You don't do win doing that in college. You don't win anywhere, honestly. That, that actually, you know, going back to the second half of the, the fourth quarter of the Steelers game, that the last five quarters, the Browns have given up 19 yards of offense. <laughs> it's just absurd. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's to the point where it's unbelievable. And you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, you know, the next two games they have, there's going to be a big test. Uh, right. Next week they get the Lamar test. And then after the bye, they get the the one team that I think could scheme things to break them, which would be yeah. the Niners. Um, just because I think they're able to scheme things so well. Yeah. All respect to the world with Kyle Shanahan, because even with all the quarterbacks he's had, he'll find ways to get guys open. Yeah, and they, and they have – you know, Christian McCaffrey to, and Debo Samuel, which are just the the fact that they have two of those on the same team is pretty pretty insane. It's just, but yeah. we'll we'll address that in three weeks when we have to. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it would be no, yeah, it's three weeks. Yeah, it's three weeks. Um, yeah. But just what what a performance! Like you're getting to the point where you expect them to do well. But they're somehow surpassing that expectation. Yeah, like they're top, they're topping each performance, and it's like the first two weeks they weren't getting the sacks that they were probably supposed to get, 
And this week, it, it they they topped up to like how many sacks did they end up getting? I, I think it's like seven or five. 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 Um, five. Yeah, that like they were just Tannehill had no no place to go. <laughs> no, and we kind of talked about that on on Thursday. Like, if they're able to get the pressure, he's not someone that can escape. Next week, they're not. I don't think they're gonna go for the same kind of pressure schemes. Because you don't want to give Lamar open rushing lanes. Yeah, um, they've been good at that in the past, uh, not letting him get too too crazy on the ground. Um, for some reason, Joe Woods was really good against Lamar Jackson, which defies logic. But <laughs> uh, I mean, they have the talent. They have the pieces in place. They've sub- drafted specifically for that matchup. Yeah. Like the they've way drafted, it... so they brought in so many guys specifically for that matchup. Like JOK was a pick because you needed a linebacker that was athletic enough to spy Lamar and actually do it well. Mm-hmm. And he's proven to be good in a lot of other facets of the game, but yeah, he had an underrated good game today. Like just from all the, he was just all over the place. Like I think he had a couple tackles for loss, and then he was just like getting guys down within one or two yards after scrimmage. It was incredible. Yeah, he led the team in tackles today. He had six, uh, one for loss. So yeah, he was he was all over the place. Uh, Delpit, who had been doing that, was quiet, but like no plays really ever got to him. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the thing about today, like. Watching today, it didn't feel like the Titans really ever threatened anything beyond a few yards. Like when they were running the ball, uh, the one time Henry broke for more than a couple yards was he bounced around a defensive back that was keeping contain. And, you know, having a defensive back keep contain on, keep run contain on Derrick Henry is a choice. Uh, it's not usually a good one if it's a small one, a small defensive back. But, you know, if that's the one play you give up to Derrick Henry all game long, you take, take it. it. You take it. Uh, he had 11 carries for 20 yards. <laughs> Nine of them were on one play. They say they had a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there there is literally nothing to pick apart about the Browns' defense that – from today that not a quibble, not a nitpick. If if there, at this point, if you're nitpicking about today's game, you're, you're just like being disingenuous for the sake of being contrarian. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a couple plays. They gave up long gains, but like it's the NFL. The offense is going to win some snaps. Yeah. Um, The guys drive nice cars too. That's like the oldest saying in the book. Like they, they are paid to, be good too. So it's like, it's going to happen. And even then it rarely happens. So it was just like, just credit to the defense. They, they did a spectacular job. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I want to see it against Lamar next week. I want to see what they're able to do. Um, I would say that the Ravens haven't looked particularly threatening at this point in the season. They yeah, outside of one game against the Bengals where they looked like, le- like the team we usually see, they have not looked good against. But the has the Bengals' defense even really been good? That is also 
a, a factor. That is true. We did talk about that. I so. mean, we're going to evaluate. We're going to get a better chance to kind of evaluate where the Bengals' defense is this week because they have the great uh, Puka Nakua coming to coming to town. <laughs> um, but it's just a matter of you know, the more games you see, the more data you have. Mm-hmm. The Browns haven't played like a superior offense yet. They probably like. I don't even know if I'd put the Ravens in that category. They'll play a superior offense in week six. And I think that's the first, like there's a Lamar Jackson test, but it like, if you can shut him down, you pretty much. Like, yeah. Like, and with the, like they have been able to do it in the past, at, at yeah. least in recent history. So like I mean, Lamar had 14 carries for 101 yards today. So it's not like the Colts did a very good job of containing him, but they won the game. So it's possible. It, it, it doesn't say it doesn't say a whole lot about the rest of the Ravens offense that we heard so much about. Now, the Colts could be a decent team. But if you're the Ravens, you also just lost to Gardner Minshew. Yeah, so you like lost. Eh? Yeah, you lost to Uncle Rico. That's not exactly a sterling uh endorsement of your team. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean don't get me wrong. The Colts could win that division. The Jaguars have fallen on their face coming out of the gate, but mm. it's it's not it's not something that you feel great about if you're the Ravens. So we'll get more into that on whatever day this week we decide to do the preview. But it's but even the fact that we're looking ahead at this point it says a lot about where the defense is because we're just kind of looking for the next test because nothing. Either nothing has tested them, or they are that good that nothing, no one can do anything. Yeah, it, it feels like a team that feels well prepared, energized, and is not on their heels. They're dr- pretty much going after anybody with no like hesitation. Like that, either that's just because Jim Schwartz empowered them to the point where they're just like, "F it, we're just going to go after you, and we don't even care." Look, we've gotten to the point where we're sending defensive ends in motion. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they they're they're so in their own bag that that nothing can be done at this point. Have you ever seen that happen? Like where two offensive linemen follow a defensive end? I don't think I've ever seen that. No, no, I mean. There's nothing that exposes what an offense is doing more than sending your defensive end in motion. <laughs> <laughs> like you've, you're he moved three times and two guys followed him all the time, <laughs> all three times. Like you ran the play clock down by doing that. They couldn't get into their into their formation because they were so so just like locked in on miles that they couldn't even get the playoff. Yeah. Like I've, I mean, we've never seen anything like that because there's, there's few guys that dictate that kind of gravity. Yeah. It's kind of like a Steph Curry type of gravity where like miles just is pulling the like offensive linemen out of like out of their like comfort zone into a place that they're not comfortable doing. And, like, it, it, it's just remarkable just seeing that, that he basically had an effortless day getting, like, three and a half sacks 
and all he did was just like just move around and just be himself. Yeah, and we even saw we even saw some they they did some interesting things with him today. Like on that first the first third down of the game, they had uh, him and Zadarius Smith lined up on the same side of the ball, like. And then they have him go in motion, and then they have him line up at, in the middle of the line, and they have him line up on the far on the right tackle, which is not his comfort zone. Like, like it, it's we, just, we are in week three. How and much they are more are they going to so find? Much. They are so showing so much. It's like, like, <laughs> like the whole bag is out in out and just just showing itself right now. It's like they probably cooked these up a long time ago, and they're just like, screw it. Let's do it. Why not? They can't stop them. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't I can't imagine what they're going to try and draw up for next week. Like, at this point, this is what we're waiting for. Yes, we want to see the offense do things, and we're going to get to them in a minute because they, they were worth it today. But, mm-hmm. like, the, the defense is the thing that we're watching games for now. <laughs> like, what can they do? What more can they do? But yeah, like what what other trick to, can they pull out of their bag? Like at this point, because they're so talented, they're like appointment viewing. Like you you can't take your eyes off them. It, like that's that's the crazy thing. Yeah, and I mean, I'd like to think it's only going to get better. Um, I don't want them to peak in September. But oh, for sure. Like, I mean. Like, Aside from injuries, I'm not sure what could derail it. So, I mean, just, I mean, there's almost no words for it because. <laughs> we've been talking about it for like three weeks and we've just ran out of different words. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we've been talking about it and we like, I feel like we've kind of, we've slightly kicked the can down the road a bit. Like, yeah, they played well against the Bengals, but you know, Burrow was hurt and the weather sucked and, the Bengals suck in the first two weeks of the season most years anyway. And so let's let's wait and see. And we went to Pittsburgh, and you know, obviously Pittsburgh's offense isn't strong, but historically we have not played well in Pittsburgh. And the defense gave up twelve points. And aside from one long play, like the defense has given up one bad play in three games. <laughs> like. It was a 70-yard touchdown, which you don't want to do, but, like, one bad play in three games. Yeah, like, that. they're just The Titans have four bad plays today. (laughs) Like, at this point, they're just playing winning football. Like, you can't – there's no other way to describe it at this point. Like, No, I mean, they're on pace, and it's a ludicrous pace to keep, but, like, they're on pace to be in the, like, top five defenses of all time. Again, we haven't left September – we still won't, we will have left September by the end of next week. So next week is the first game in October, and after that you get a bye. So like you're gonna if you can come out and play just as strong against Lamar and the Ravens next week, you go into a bye feeling really good about where you are defensively. Now on the other side of the ball. I think we're all still today was great, but we're all still kind of waiting. Yeah, I, I would say this is a fair, a good first step. If you wanted to see uh, Deshaun bounce back, the offense kind of 
show. Oh, we didn't want to see it. We we needed to see it. Like just <laughs> just in general, in general, for the the health and sanity of not only Browns fans, but I think deep down in the organization, they needed to see it today. For sure. Because the uh, organization might enter full on panic mode if they do not see it today. Probably. Like, <laughs> in, in internal meetings, like you're not going to present that forward and the we wouldn't necessarily know because the, the organization is very good at keeping things in, in-house now. But you would have understood a little bit like, okay, what's going on with Deshaun? Like it, yeah, like, like this we, – we talked about it last week. This wasn't a good pass defense. It proved itself again today. Um, you weren't going to be able to run the ball. So it, it was all on Deshaun Watson to go score points today. And he led four scoring drives, five scoring drives. Yeah. Um, three of them were in the t- were touchdowns. They didn't win 15 to three. They got in the end zone plenty of times. So this was, I mean, it, unfortunately it's a pretty low bar to clear, but this was by far the best game he's played with the Browns. Yeah, he had I a three-touchdown game in Washington last year, but I think he only threw for 189 yards because the commanders didn't know what their 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 ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the stats, I think Jake Trotter tweeted out, Watson completed 82% of his passes, which is the second-best mark of his career, 19 of 21 from passing yards targeting wide receivers, another career best, and the 40-yard touchdown was the most air yards he's completed as a Brown. So I, I would say this is a pretty good day of progress from Deshaun. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of good progress. We need we we needed it as a fan base. That the team needed to see it. Deshaun Watson needed to see it. Stefanski needed to see it because I think he almost needed proof of concept because they're yeah. gonna their offense is gonna have to change. And they gave they gave Deshaun Watson gave Stefanski enough confidence i think today that he would he has faith that they can go and be a pass first team yeah the ravens gave up i'm sorry i keep cutting you off but the ravens gave up a bunch of rushing yards today so maybe they can go back to kind of how they want to run closer to how they want to run their offense next week but you, you know you have this in your back pocket now yeah, and I think as the game evolved from, like, the first drive, the first drive was kind of like we wanted to test some things out to see how the Titans reacted. They did, like, three or four, like, end-arounds to see if they would stretch them out, weren't falling for it. And then as the game wore on, it was like, okay, Deshaun, just just play within yourself, hit these throws, we'll go from there. And, and like, that's the positive I'm taking away from this is that he was playing within structure and it was working. I think that was Gerbs' main concern in the pregame pod that was like, can he function as a guy that can play within structure in this offense? Because he, he mentioned that it was a lot of timing based. And like, I, it, we're, we at least saw that he can function. He can definitely do that. He gave you two touchdowns and 289 yards. And, and like, and mo- most importantly, he made the throws that were there today. He made the throws that were open. He didn't overthink it. He didn't tuck and run when he didn't need to. He all of a sudden found his escapability in the pocket again, which he had been missing the first eight or nine games of his time in Cleveland. So, like, we talked, we talked about it a bit at halftime. 
like, or maybe it was a different discord. Um, you know, this is exactly how the offense looked when Baker was on the difference yeah. between what Baker did when the offense was on and what Deshaun did today is that in the first half, Deshaun Watson was sacked twice. Baker would have been sacked four or five times because yeah. there was two or three plays in the first half where Deshaun Watson just sidestepped a sack and broke out and whether, whether he threw it away or threw it incomplete, like it didn't matter the results of the play. I think one of them ended up going for a decent game, but yeah, I think that was Elijah, the Elijah Moore pass that he like bounced off to defenders and he just dumped it off to Elijah. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing that, you know, maybe you don't get with Baker because he just was, he wasn't as strong in the pocket. He didn't have that kind of slippery ability in the pocket to escape those sacks. So, yes, it's how, how the offense looked when Baker was, was running it, but there's some key differences that if Deshaun is on, push him above where Baker was. For sure. For sure. Because, like, with his legs and it seems like his more sturdy frame, he should be able to make plays out of structure that it just in case things break down. But that was also great to see on top of the in-structure plays. So, yeah. like, that's definitely what we needed to see. Just don't ever throw a backward pass eight yards behind the line. Of <laughs> yeah, don't lose your brain for, like, five seconds. <laughs> like, I truly understand what he was trying to do, but – you probably would have lost more yards doing that anyway, even if you threw it right to him. <laughs> like Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. <laughs> Don't do that. At least we can laugh about it right now. <laughs> yeah, like had it turned into a touchdown, it would have been something. It would have but... lit up Twitter. It would have been the main I mean, talking it lit point up, it on Twitter. It would lit up Twitter anyway, to be completely honest. Yeah, like it, it did, but not to the degree that it probably would have if it would turn into like a touchdown going the other way. Yeah. So it's it, it was a good positive step to see. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's back at this point. Um because you just wanna like you, you have so much evidence pointing the other direction that you need to see two or three weeks like this. Like if he comes out and plays well against the Ravens next week. And they've they've in the Stefanski era they've played pretty well against the Ravens at home. Um, granted, two of those games were against non Lamar the mm. Ravens, and the other one was maybe Baker's best game. <laughs> the the what was that forty five forty two game? Yeah, well, he threw for like over three hundred yards, a touchdown, and well, I ran think for that was one. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. One of Nick Chubb's longer runs to like seal the game. It was like no, they lost that game. Unfortunately, they lost that game. That was the game Lamar went to the locker room and then came back out. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that. that. Um, But you know, 
I, I want to see the this Browns defense against the not against Lamar. Not not that I'm going to argue playing against not Lamar because that obviously gives you a better chance to win. But like you you want I want to get more data in a sense to figure out where this defense is. I mean, I think it's really good. All the data, all the all the evidence we have points to it. It's going to be a top five defense in the league. But like. I think I think generally we are just too beaten down to assume that it's going to stay this way. So yeah, for sure. I think they just need like if they do a really good job against the Ravens and then the Niners, I think Browns fans will be fully on board because I I can definitely see a lot of Browns fans being like, well, it's the Titans or it's the Steelers, and it was like a rain soaking day at the stadium against Cincinnati. Like they'll dismiss it until like. They, they they show it against like an actual contender. Yeah, and I mean it's it's bound to happen one day in one of these games that the, the defense has a bad game. But I'm just, I don't know when. <laughs> at some like at some point, you just got to accept that this is what they are, and I think we're starting to get to that point. Yeah, and this is this. This same Titans team, I want to I want to see how many yards they had on the Chargers last week. The Chargers defense is abysmal, so like slight grain of salt. But this same offense had three hundred and forty one yards against the the Chargers last week. Scored twenty seven points, and they didn't even get a hundred yards in offense. <laughs> like just it was just oh man. Yeah, I mean, at some point, this is who they are. And we're almost a month into the season, and the defense has given up, what, 18 points? No. Yeah, Legitimate points, points, probably. Yeah. Themselves, 18 points. The the two home games they played this year, the the margin is 51 to 6. (laughs) That's absurd. Like, and I don't, I don't think the Titans or the Titans offense is anything to be scared of, but like the Bengals didn't do anything either. They had 143 yards of offense in those two games. They've given up just over 200 yards of offense and six points (laughs) in two games. Oh man. The only thing the defense is missing right now is the ability to generate turnovers. Yeah, like they were this close from a mile strip sack going into uh, like turning it that into a turnover. But <laughs> yeah, like the defense is as good as it is at not giving up points just by forcing punts, <laughs> which is very hard these days. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not it's not a way that defenses tend to operate now. Like you you tend to be either a team that is opportunistic mm-hmm. and gives up a bunch of yards, but doesn't give up a bunch of points either by getting turnovers or forcing field, having a good red zone defense, or you have a good defense that. Or Bends, but doesn't break, but yeah. Like, yeah, there's like, there's an either or that usually teams try to do It's either they go for turnovers, go for broke, or it's like, we're, we're able to hold our ground for as long as possible and then just make you kick field goals and punts. Like, yeah, the the Browns defense is actually doing it the hard way. 
They're just forcing teams to punt. <laughs> and they've and they only have surrendered maybe I don't know how many true first downs, like maybe less than twenty. The, if, the Titans had ten drives today, which is not a lot for an NFL game. Now the Browns only had nine. They scored on five of them. They turned the ball over on another. So, um, but the Titans had ten drives today. They punted seven times. Unbelievable. <laughs> and so one of those drives was a field goal. One of them was the end of the half. What was the other one? Oh, end of game. Cause they had the ball at the end. So <laughs> <laughs> like the drives that they didn't punt was, were due to the Browns giving them the ball in the red zone, them losing nine yards and kicking a field goal, <laughs> the half ending on a sack like, because they forgot how to it- clock manage. And then the, the game ended. Yeah, usually in that situation in Browns Pass, if you gave up like a, a fumble in that ter- territory, they're scoring a touchdown. Like the fact that they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even get positive yardage out of that like possession, like that just sums up the day. Like no, gave- that was the that was the first play that was run inside the red zone for, against the Browns, um, all season, and there was one there was one single play. <laughs> in that drive that the Titans got back in there later. But in that play, they, they started at the 18 or 19 lost yards to the 20 on the first play, then lost on the, on the second play and then lost more yards on the third play and kicked a field goal. Like even when they had the advantage, it wasn't an advantage. <laughs> yeah. So, so now with the Browns have had, if you want to count the 20 as the red zone, Teams have now run five plays on the Browns from 20 or 20 or further in. It's like, absurd, man. Like, and even if you want to go to the 30, they didn't let the tight the the um they didn't let the Steelers in the 30 at all. Not one. They did I don't think the Bengals got in there. Bengals might have gotten in there once or twice. Yeah, it was on the pass interference that um, – or was – yeah, it was like on a pass interference and then McPherson missed the field goal. Yeah, I'm actually going to pull that up because now I'm curious. Um, but the fact that – I mean, I just – I don't even have any more analysis. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, yeah, defense, good. That's the, that's the sum- summation. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Bengals ran one play inside the 30 so far, and it was a um, – actually, it was just a field goal. Uh, they kicked a field – their field goal was run from the 24. Mm, okay. And then – oh, my God, they only ran one play inside the 30. So the Browns have allowed teams to run six plays inside their own 30-yard line in three games. The metrics are just like the defensive dominance metrics are just off the charts at this point. It, it, it's just Looney Tune crazy, dude. We're, we're going to see what the Cowboys do, but the Browns are going to have the top defense in the league going into next week by a considerable margin <laughs> because you don't give up 96 yards and, and not have it be a considerable margin. Oh, yeah. Like, sure, the Cowboys might be the sexy defense right now, but like the Browns are just like, 
they're just dominating everybody. <laughs> Not even with needing turnovers or anything. It's just just good luck, whoever you face. But like, <laughs> like they're just having too much fun right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think the best part about it so far is that it doesn't feel like it's smoke and mirrors. It feels like this defense actually knows what it's doing, and is just dominating by dominating. They're not dominating by getting timely sacks or mm-hmm. picking the ball off off tip passes. They're dominating by just not allowing teams to move the ball at all. It's like seeing like um, <laughs> it's like seeing somebody this, like this is this is today looked like if an Alabama defense actually cared when they played Mississippi A and M or whoever the hell they play in the last weekend. <laughs> yeah, whatever team they pay, like paid to be there, like they actually just said we're going to yeah, show like, you when <laughs> when if Alabama actually tried against Austin P. <laughs> Or Lafayette, like something yeah, like that. Like that that's what it looks like right now. They're just no team is doing anything. The Steelers aren't gonna do anything against anyone, so like I don't know how much that yeah, matters. You, you can kind of throw the stats out with that one because that game was just so weird. <laughs> the funny part about that game is that's the most yards the Browns have given up. They gave and, up like two hundred something yards on two hundred yards of offense. And which even is then, still a very like, good game. Yeah, like like they still had a really good game. It, it, they, they ended up losing just because things got wacky and they couldn't like. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers only had 255 yards of offense. They only had nine first downs. Yeah, like I, there, there's there's not very many metrics to describe the dominance at this point. Yep, just Browns are really good on defense. That's that, that's my takeaway. Team teams have 21 first downs in three games. At this point, we're just going into a Browns defensive pod. Like we're the, the stats are just insane. I mean, we could go. We could go find more of these stats. Like <laughs> 25. We are at 39 total drives. There are fewer. <laughs> There are 18 fewer first downs allowed than there have been drives. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like it, it just—it's absurd. It's just absurd. Does does defensive coordinator positions like can that be tried in the Geneva Convention for crimes against humanity? <laughs> not that- not for not for Jim Schwartz. <laughs> For whatever Joe Woods was doing with this team. <laughs> Maybe that one guy was right. Maybe Joe Woods needs time in, in life. <laughs> he needs time in the hole. Something. he like We need to figure out what happened those last couple of years. They didn't change the personnel that much. Yes, they changed the defensive line a lot. And that but has made all of, that, of the difference. It's, like, but like, it's, it's the same defense going back, except for Juan Thornhill. Who, because the defensive line is go- so good... They haven't even needed Juan Thornhill. <laughs> yeah, Juan Thornhill has had the most boring job so far because nobody will test him. <laughs> no, because they don't have time. Yeah. The, the offenses, and I, I texted a friend this, this defensive line has has broken three offensive coordinators to the point where they are scared to, they're scared to do anything. 
you can't yeah. run long developing route trees against this defensive line. Yeah, because it's either going to be like Double O who gets you, Smith who gets you, Miles who will definitely get you, or name whoever you want that might will get you. It's like they got too many guys. That's like, <laughs> like it just there's no the, the mismatch is the entire line at this point. Yeah. Well, Juan Thornhill has six tackles this year. Last year, our safeties were leading in tackling because they had to make tackles because the often the running backs were getting to them every play. Yeah, I, I forget who made the joke last year. It, like somebody said, they are the Walmart greeters of the NFL because they kept <laughs> making tackles like twenty yards from from the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like, yeah, just, I mean, we 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 talked about it last year when when we when it was clear that the defensive tackle position was what was causing the defense to be so bad because they were just getting, there, there were so many different things that two players on the field were affecting every play, whether that, whether it be that they weren't keeping rush lane integrity and miles was quarterbacks were just able to step up past where miles was rushing, whether mm-hmm. it was them being so bad at m- occupying blockers that linebackers are getting blocked. They weren't generating any pressure on their own. They weren't stopping the, running running you on their own they weren't doing anything that you need defensive tackles to do at the bare minimum and yeah. now we're now we're seeing four or five guys that are playing defensive tackle that are not only doing the bare minimum of eating blockers they're making plays like <laughs> <laughs> like mo hurst has made like like so many plays already and like i think i've seen the belly rubs like celebration more than i've seen what uh like who was on our defensive line more than Jordan Elliott did last year? Like Jordan I, Elliott was off sides once today. At least he'll hit. At least he's in the box score. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see if he is actually on the box score. No, he's not. Um, Trill- uh, welcome to the Trillion Club, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex Wright had a sack today. I think he was lined up at defensive tackle that play. Like, what a, like this is the difference that one position group can make as well as getting a guy a couple guys that can rush on the opposite side of miles so that defenses can't just i mean they were still going to throw three guys at him anyway as evidenced by him motioning and destroying an entire play but it makes makes defense so much easier when you when your good players can make what your great player does even better yeah, and I think we've been screaming about it for years to like make Miles' life easier, and it's like his life is about as easy as it can be. Like through the first three games, like he actually has players he can trust and and know he can take a breather, and we're not freaking out that he's not playing. Like it, it, it that's just how much a difference a year makes. No, and there, there was, I mean, I don't think I saw it today, and uh, I might come back and look at the film, but there was a play last week against Pittsburgh where. I think they had four defensive tackles on the field because they have defensive tackles that can actually get to the quarterback. Like (laughs) they're, they're just doing wild things that keep the offense guessing, which is something that Joe Woods never, never did. No, like, like it's like two, the two extremes from one year to another. One was very passive vanilla, just like, well, 
what you see is what you get. This one is, well, we're not afraid to throw out the craziest shit you ever seen and basically make you do, play our game like with what we're doing. Yeah, like good luck figuring out how we're how we're doing this. Yeah, we have four defensive tackles that can go after you. What what can you do about it? Uh, we have Miles Garrett that can make your old line look stupid trying to like follow him. What are you gonna do about it? Like, yeah, this. I mean, it's just it. I don't know. I've I've got no words left. <laughs> Yep, not me either, dude. Me either. But um, is there anything else you want to add about the offense? I think. I mean, obviously, the offense was much better today, so they deserve some of they deserve some of the story. But like, when your defense only gives up ninety four yards to an NFL team that actually has playoff aspirations. Yeah, like I, I definitely want to give credit to. Uh, Jerome Ford, he had a pretty solid day, two touchdowns, 50 or so yards from scrimmage. Like, pretty solid day from him. And just he, he's proving why, like, they had some faith in him as, like, a playmaker, more so than half of the fan base was going to give him credit for before yeah. the season even started. Yeah. I mean, it's just this is th- these are the kind of games we need to see going forward. Um, obviously – you're not going to win the two Browns wins this year have been by a combined, like what, what is it? 51 to six. So that's 45, 45 points. Yeah. Like, like you're not going to win every game by 22 and a half points. <laughs> yeah. That, that part's not sustainable. This isn't Madden. <laughs> yeah. This, this isn't like playing your brother in Madden who has no idea. Like th- eventually the, somebody's going to score some points against you. Yeah, like you're going to put enough tape on the field where you, people are going to figure out ways to beat you. But there's just so many things going for them right now that it's basically on another offense to figure it out. I mean, Lamar himself could figure it out next week. Yeah, with his escapability, I I imagine he'll they'll give the defense headaches because he'll get his rushing numbers. I guess it just depends on who's healthy and able to show up for the Ravens besides Lamar because they are injured to hell right now. Yeah. And you know, you need to have a good, you need to have a good offensive performance as well. Uh, their defense is meh. Yeah, it's right. okay. Yeah. I mean, they gave up 140 yards rushing to the Colts today. So maybe we'll probably get back to some more of our, our running running game next week. Uh, most of our rushing yards today came when the game was decided, so it, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a good day for running the ball. It, it was never going to be against the Titans, um, but they they took advantage of what was there, and that's all we needed to see, really. Yep, and you at least secured uh, five hundred going into the bye, like going into this very important Ravens game. So, like, yeah. You got to win your home division games. I mean, that's where you're at in this division. If you can win all your home division games, you're in a good place. Yep. So you're you're one and one in division. You're one and zero at home and zero and one one on the road. Go uh, go go win your road game or go win your home game. Basically. But I think I think that's that's about all we can blather on about the defense. Um, there, there's going to be so many weird, just 
absurd stats to come out this week about what they're doing. I'm already looking forward to it. All the <laughs> analytics nerds are going to be digging up so many juicy stats, like trying to figure out like how great this defense is. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wild time. <laughs> but I think I think uh, I think that's about a good about about it for us today. Um, we will be back later this week. Um, to preview the Ravens game, and hopefully that goes about as well. I I don't need another another uh, Steelers game in my life. Yeah, let, let's flush that game as like as much as possible. Like let's just have it be a week two weird game that just existed, and and the rest of the year turned out fine. Yep. Okay. Well, I am gonna go finish moving. Good luck with that, dude. Okay. Um, for Matt Milner, I'm Taylor Didrizak, and go Browns. Go Browns. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.